0: Hey guys, and welcome. I'm life coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. If you're loving this podcast and are ready to jumpstart your best life ever, my 90-day mindset makeover begins in January 2022. My three-month coaching program is completely virtual, and guess what? Registration is now open. Head over to www.letscreateyourfate.com or my Instagram page at Let's Create Your Fate to apply today. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to be here today. I have my second guest on the show, Lacey Mitchell. She is the co-founder of Sugar Mama Shimmer. And if you're not sure what that is, it is edible glitter. And just to be clear, drinks without shimmer are canceled. Totally canceled. Cancel. We're not doing drinks (laughs) unless they have glitter and shimmer in them. I know. And they're so much fun. Lacey is an anagram three. She started her own company in the middle of a pandemic. So tell us about it. Like Tell us about Sugar Mama Shimmer. How did it even come from an idea? Yeah. Where do we start? Right. So basically during the pandemic,
1: I had just moved to Texas in January of 2020. So right before the pandemic. Yes. And my sister lived where? I lived in Indianapolis and um, had this career and had this great job and everything, and I guess we can get into that later, but moved down to Houston um, because my sister had moved and brought my niece and my nephews down, and I decided to follow um, just for the desire that I wanted something more. I wanted to live somewhere besides Mm -hmm. Indiana, and so I moved, and three months into it, we had a pandemic on our hands. Mm,
0: Yes.
2: bad timing.
1: It's all in perspective. Or is it great timing? Yeah, it could have been great. It it, it actually was great timing. So in hindsight, I look at the timeline of events and I I think, wow, this couldn't have really come at a better time. Yeah, I moved to Texas. I didn't know anybody. All of my friends were not hanging out without me in Indiana, so I wasn't feeling this like, oh, I miss home. I wish I was there. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't having FOMO, Mm -hmm. and I was gifted time to do the things that we'd always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so my sister and her husband and I put our heads together nearly every day, just thinking through ideas. We thought we are like three of the smartest people we know. We Mm -hmm. make all this money for other people. Why wouldn't we just do it for ourselves? Right. And all of us had the end goal of wanting to like work for ourselves. And Mm so we spent the entire pandemic coming up with ideas and Sugar Mama Shimmer was born.
0: On November 1st of 2020. I was going to say, you just had your one-year anniversary. So tell us a little bit about your perspective, because I think that's really interesting way to say, or just to view it, where, you know, you move to a new city, you don't really know anybody. Right. And then a pandemic hits, and that wasn't bad timing for you. You.
1: Right. It's just not how you, yeah, it's just not how I envisioned it. Like when I moved to Texas, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to move to Houston. I'm going to get an apartment. I'm going to go out with all these people and meet new friends and start dating. And all of a sudden I was not getting my hair dyed, let alone meeting people. That was rough. (laughs) It was real rough. And you know, it was like, not only did I have a new city, a new time zone, I had a new job. I had new stores to shop at. I had to find new doctors. And so it was like, I had expected all those things, but what I didn't expect was to be stuck at home and trying to figure out like really what was going to make me happy.
0: Yeah. So when you were living in Indianapolis, what were you doing then? What even spurred the decision to just up and move to Houston? So I was in Indy. I owned a home, loved my
1: job. And when I say loved my job, I was very content, very happy in my job. I had a great job. I made great money. Had a company car. I pretty much kind of worked for myself. Um, I had my own schedule. It was very lenient. I really liked my coworkers. I really had my good base of friends. Um, I had my social calendar exactly where I wanted it to be. I had my specific friends that would go out with me during the week and have a nice dinner and. I just was in this place of like, I want more for myself than this. And I I wasn't coming from a place of like, I'm complaining or mm-hmm. I this is a negative thing that I'm going through. It's just that I desired more and I didn't know what that looked like. But I just I wanted to live somewhere besides Indiana and just see what would it be like. Mm-hmm. I wanted to eventually own something and like have something that I was passionately working towards. But I didn't know what that looked like. And so my life in Indy was great. Like I can't sit here and say, yeah, wow, I was like so depressed. And I was at the bottom, you know, of my career. And I just, you know, I'd lost everything. It, it's not one of those stories. I was just in this contentment that I felt like I need to push myself out of my comfort zone.
2: Mm-hmm. Complacent
1: and yeah, I was. Yeah, exactly. I was complacent. And so I didn't know what that looked like, but I just started envisioning like, okay, so, you know, like one day I do kind of want to work for myself, but I have no idea doing what, mm-hmm. like, do I want to own a business and what would that look like? And so I just started to visualize myself working for myself mm-hmm. and I started to visualize that job would probably entail some travel and then I'd make some new
0: friends and, you know, and so you just kind of start there, right? Like I'm, I'm hearing this common theme and it's just start just start right yes just start just start doing something so if if you're out there and you know it's interesting to feel you know there's got to be something more out there for me would you identify that as like a calling your purpose or even if you didn't know what it was like what right. would you call that it was
1: just this like burning desire i don't mm-hmm. know how to explain it other than i just wanted more mm-hmm. And, you know, here I was single, so it wasn't like I was being held back. And I love my friends in Indy and still do. But I was really at the end of the day, I was looking at my whole life and saying, okay, but what would I be giving up? Yeah, a house can be replaced. I can get a new house. Yeah. And these friends of mine, they have their own lives. And really, at the end of the day, I'm kind of seeing them once a month. And it's only a few hours a month. So really, what am I giving up to try to go for more? And so that was kind of what helped me like overcome the like, oh, I mean, I'd be giving up a lot because like I said, I was content, you know, I I pretty much had it made. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like there was at one point I was giving up a lot. But really, when I started like breaking down, what is it that I want and what is it that I want to do with my life and what does that look like? And how yeah. do I get there? And so, you know, I, I get a lot of people that come to me and say, I feel stuck. And it's not that I'm not happy. It's that I just don't know where to go from here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that resonates with a lot of people because I that's exactly how I felt. Like I had nothing to complain about. Yeah. But I just wanted
2: more.
0: More. Just some this feeling of something more out there. And Lacey and I are about the same age and We'll, we'll call it mid-30s, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not late 30s. Well, girl, I'm Mid- sure. <laughs> I've rounded the corner. <laughs> I just turned 35, so. I'm I, about to turn 38. You know what? We're in our 30s. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that. And you had never owned a business before. No. Um, your line of work, you'd hopped around and did a couple different things, but it was all somebody else's company. You're doing work for them. Now, how did you make this connection of, I think what I want to do is work for myself.
1: So, you know, you go to college and you're supposed to know exactly what your career is going to be. And I had a ton of friends that knew exactly what they wanted to do. And I thought I am going to be 65 years old, retired and still figuring out what it is I want to do with my life because I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. And so when you look back at my career, I started out in retail because that was in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and there were no jobs to be had. Where did and you at, work? I just I'm at, at dying the limited to know. two.
0: Oh, the limited two. Yes, <laughs> that was the best. And store. I took that
1: job because they were offering it. Yeah, truthfully, and so I d- I did that, and then I ended up working in like the restaurant business for a little mm-hmm. bit and managing people. I was the youngest person there, and then I went from there to a sales job where I was thriving and doing really well. And then I went from that to a marketing and um, actually I got let go from that job. And that was also another place I was very content working, got let go. And everybody reached out and said, this will be a huge blessing in disguise. Like you have no idea. And it ended up being a huge blessing. Um, I ended up moving into the insurance industry. So I did employee benefits Mm. and that was the last job before I moved to Texas. And I I love that job. But if you look at those five jobs, and what I did was I did HR, sales, marketing, management, management, Mm -hmm. and retail. And so I didn't know what that looked like. But, you know, being in an e-commerce world, I started to see like, all right, well, I don't want to work a store because I don't want to go in on the weekends. Yes. And I don't want to be tied down by time. I don't want to be like, oh, eight to five. I have to have the store open or Mm -hmm. whatever. And so We literally just put our heads together and we went through every idea. We were looking at buying businesses. We were looking at starting businesses. We thought of every single thing. What was the craziest thing that you thought of? At one point, we were going to buy a comic book-themed liquor store. And we were going to overhaul it and make it an upscale drink market. And that was probably the point where I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> this is not
0: this that, I've I've never heard of that and I right in my years of working with entrepreneurs but I love it. It was a
1: liquor store literally themed around comic books. Uh characters hanging from the ceiling. I don't know. But when I say we went from med spas to liquor stores to everything that you could possibly sell online, we went through the idea and eventually landed on doing edible drink glitter, which is a very unique idea. It was Five years, I always say this, it was five years in the making, but an overnight idea or right, thought. Right,
0: right. And then you end up, in retrospect, you know, looking back, and and this is another thing that I coach people on, is when you look back, you'll see that everything was working out for your favor the whole time, yes. right? Yes. If something is a desire, right? Because you keep using this word desire, which I love, and the word desire actually stems from desire, mm-hmm. from God, right? Yeah. So... If you have a desire for something, and this is what I tell people all the time is, there is a way to get it. Absolutely. So you might not realize it at the time, right? Right. You might be working an insurance job in a completely different city and you haven't even had this idea yet, but everything is working for you. Right. Should you choose to believe that. Right. Right. So you move to Houston, you come up with Sugar Mama Shimmer. We're in the middle middle of a pandemic at this point. (laughs) What happens then? So... Basically, our
1: wheels started turning and we started reaching out on some opportunities. And it's kind of funny that I'm here on a podcast. This has been on my uh, vision board to do a podcast. And so... um, It's fun. Yeah, it it (laughs) is super fun. But anyway we started reaching out. We had many ideas of things that we could do with it. And, you know, we we knew exactly who we wanted to market it to. And my sister and I, I mean, we just were pretty much on the same page from the jump. Like we knew we wanted to market it to moms, but the opportunities were endless. Mm-hmm. We could do bars and restaurants and liquor stores and every event imaginable. I mean, because let's face it, we're drinking some sort of beverage, alcoholic or not, At everything that we do. Right, right. And so.
0: Especially over COVID. Right. (laughs) And also
1: that was another thing. I'm glad you said that because here we were needing fun, right? Everybody was in a bad place. And it was just like the timing of it was so perfect because we came up with this really fun idea that people could enjoy at home. But also when events opened back up again, we knew that we had even more opportunity there mm-hmm. too. So we just started moving. You know, we just started doing
0: things. Again, That with that just start mentality. Just start
1: Yeah, just start moving. So we reached out to a couple of uh, people that we knew and said, hey, you know, what do you think about this? I know you do gift boxes and a podcast uh, that I had followed for a while did a subscription box. And we asked them, hey, you know, in the spring, because this was in September, right? Of 2020. Of 2020 that we came up with the idea. And so I'm thinking, all right, in spring, in their spring box, we can get it together by then, right? And so I reached out and I got a response, which I was shocked. And they said, yeah, we'd love to have you um, in our box, but we want it to be the holiday box. So we're starting a lot faster than we thought. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So September 24th is actually when we had the idea. September 25th, I'd reached out to them. And by the end of that day, they said, yeah, we love it, but we need product in hand by October 15th for the holiday box. It would be perfect for the holiday so box. So three weeks. Yeah. And I had to be able to ship it. So two weeks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is before the supply chain problem. Right. Back exactly. when you can ship things um, right. a normal way. Exactly. So... I thought, push the pedal to the metal. Let's do it. Just start. Just make it happen. And now, this whole
0: time, I do you go, know just... what you're doing? No. Okay. No. So ha- walk me through that. You know, you have these skills that you've acquired, and you co-founded it with your sister. Yes, and brother-in-law. And they have different skills, too. So you're all kind of putting these skills together in a pot. But, yes, I'm sure that helped. But there's something about doing something for the first time that you really don't know how it works how did that make you feel? What was driving your just start mentality when you really don't know what you are doing? Right.
1: Well, because sometimes not knowing what could go wrong is, you know, Ooh, ignorance good. is yeah. bliss yeah. a little bit when it comes to stuff like that. But really, it was just kind of divide and conquer. We knew we needed a website. And the podcast had said, we need a website by the state. So we knew we needed a website. We knew we needed to be able to have them check out. Yeah. We knew that we needed to have, to pay taxes, you know, and so it was like, all right, what are you good at? What are you good at? I know I'm good at this. Divide and conquer. right? And then things came up along the way, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, hey, by the way, when you ship it this way, this doesn't work or, Mm -hmm. you know, and you just have to start somewhere. I think a lot of people wait for perfection when it comes
0: to businesses. That um, myth of perfect timing, we'll call it. Yes. Of it has to be perfect or I can't make a move until something is perfect. Right. And that wasn't an option because
1: come hell or high water, we were putting that thing in the box. Yeah, right? right? And so my sister had experience with building a website. And so she did it. Was it great? It worked. It is what we needed for right. that month. Mm-hmm. And later we could go and pay money to have somebody Redo build it, it out and, yes, and get you, it the way you we needed wanted to
0: just start. So what would be your number one piece of advice for people who who do fear that perfection of everything has to be perfect before I can can make a move.
1: That will absolutely stop you from ever doing it if you wait for perfection. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same thing with a relationship, right? If you're waiting on Mr. Perfect, you're going to wait forever, girl or guy. You're never going to get it if you're waiting for everything to be perfect. And
0: yeah, just take that step. If you want to stay on that little tangent there, it's like, well, don't wait until you see the perfect hinge profile. Right. Just, just go on the date. that's a lie anyway. You know? Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. You have to just take a step. You don't know what's perfect yet. You know, right. click on the hinge profile and take a chance. Take I a guess, chance. Yeah, take yeah, a chance. Absolutely take a chance. And you'll be able to
1: fix the things along the
0: way, especially mm-hmm. with starting
1: a business. You know, you don't have to come out of the gates with this perfect product, with the perfect theory and business plan. And you don't have to go on to hinge being the perfect person. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have to put yourself out there a little bit and take a chance. chance. And you have to just allow success to come to you and Mm -hmm. allow good things, you know? And I think people a lot of times, and I've, I've heard my mom say this before, is like, She doesn't fear failure, she fears success. And I never understood that until now because I'm like, I get it. Because you fear that what if I get out there and then somebody comes along the way and picks apart my entire business and tells me how wrong everything Mm -hmm. is that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so I understand that more, but like you just have to do it. You just have to start.
0: You just have to put yourself out there. So, another, I guess, reason why people would fear starting would be fearing that criticism. Oh, for sure. So what advice would you give to someone who fears the criticism? So the people that are going to
1: criticize you are not your people anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the people that you actually love and care about are going to support you. Mm-hmm. And so if that ends up
0: meaning that you trim the fat a little bit, yeah, you do. And I, I think most people who have found success, I mean, not everybody is going to be able to come with them because you grow and you evolve and not everybody chooses that same path. Yeah,
1: exactly. And you know, what's funny is I've found that really we had a lot more support than I thought. Mm -hmm. And I had people reaching out to me that I hadn't heard from in many years with, Hey, I've got these great ideas for you. And people were excited about it. And so it became community over competition, which was, you know, really nice to experience. I think that so many times we think that the world is out to get us and people are going to put us down and, criticize us. And I think I've heard you say this on the podcast before, their opinion of me is not my business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so those people that do have that opinion of me, I haven't heard it. Yeah. And it's not in they, your business. Have it. Yeah. they definitely have it. You're not sticking it.
0: your nose in other people's business. Exactly.
1: I know that they have negative opinions mm-hmm. about what I'm doing.
0: I think, you know, what you mentioned earlier, how people are, were excited, you know, you're excited about something. So That's going to resonate. So you are going to find, you know, law of attraction, bringing that in, you're going to find other people who are equally excited for you. Exactly. And you attract that excitement versus going in with, you know, fear of making a mistake or fear of it not being perfect or being criticized. That is also going to resonate. So you will actually find people who will criticize you and you will find your mistakes and, and get hung up on them. And one mantra that I love to incorporate is, you know, when people feel alone or they fear that criticism, the mantra I love to go back to is, I am surrounded by people who support me. Exactly. And if you look for it, then you find it. And you found people who wanted to support you, what, they buy your product, help you? Yes.
1: Oh, everything. I mean, people have offered their services to us. They mm-hmm. I, a lot of people were buying from us, like people that I barely knew in high school or some of my best customers. And are going out and finding businesses that might want to buy my product. Yes. And it's incredible to see and to watch and I don't know, I think that we have attracted some of that, but also, you know, you go into a brand new startup business and you expect mm-hmm. to struggle because that's what you've been told. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to you're a startup, you're going to struggle, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But what happened for us was we took off. Yeah. And the the problem we were having was keeping up. Mm-hmm. Not so much struggling. And so that was kind of new territory that we were not really ready or equipped for either. Mm-hmm. We were equipped to struggle and to like have time and build things so out. So,
0: let's let's back that up because I think that's an interesting thought is why were you prepared, you know, I'm doing air quotes here, prepared mm-hmm. to struggle?
1: because that is what society talks about mm-hmm. in especially in the business world and if you read business books and i've read a few they'll talk about you know how you know you got to put your head down and work hard and mm-hmm. you know all these things but they don't there's not a book out there that's like hey you started a business and it took off on the first month and it has not let up yet right you don't see that book right yeah. because we gravitate towards the negative i think right. just society does and yeah. so to like shift the mentality to like, Hey, we have this business. It's taking off. We're having a hard time keeping up. This is
0: an excellent problem to have. That is a quote unquote struggle, but that's a good struggle. choose your struggle. Right. And I don't actually even like to use the word struggle, but it's something to overcome, you know, figuring out, Hey, we got to order all this product. We got to get in this store. Cause how many stores are you in now? Over 600 nationwide. Yes. That's amazing. And
1: Canada and
0: Puerto Rico. And Canada and Puerto Rico. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and and you have other products now too, and, and we'll get into that. But your business, you know, even since the time that I've met you, it just is exploding and you do all these events. And and I'm not saying the hard work is not there. I'm not saying that at all because I, I see you multiple times a week. We talk all the time. Yep. The hard work is there. You do the, we'll call it footwork, mm-hmm. right? Inspired action, if you will. But that doesn't mean that you have to struggle. So if you're fearful of starting because you think you might struggle, maybe we dissect that a little bit. Right. right? Why do you think it has to be so hard for you? Why are you afraid of it? Right. And
1: really look at what are your fears with it? So like when I moved to Houston, what am I really giving up? Mm -hmm. A job that I didn't really want to do the rest of my life. I liked it Mm -hmm. for the time. Yeah. I was giving up a couple dinners with my girlfriends. Yeah. I was giving up my house, but there are other houses. And honestly, it had some things that I could have changed about it. You, <laughs> right. know? you so didn't like, even like anyway. <laughs> when I really looked at it, like, what was I giving up? It didn't seem like a lot. But then what was the worst case scenario? Because basically when we started this business, we all worked full time. And our other jobs. And in March, I quit my job to focus on the business full time. And since then, in August, my brother-in-law has quit too. And now we gotta get my sister. Right. Yeah. Um, One step
0: at a time. Yeah, one step at a time.
1: But when I was quitting my job, I was going, Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna have health insurance. I'm not gonna have uh the stability. I'm not gonna have that Monday morning call that I hate. I'm not gonna have and I was starting to give up all these things that I didn't like, and I loved that. And what was the worst thing that was gonna happen? I made a couple extra dollars. From edible glitter, and I had to get a new job. Mm -hmm. When you really break down, like, what are your fears and what's stopping you? It really isn't that big of a deal when you figure out what the solution
0: would be. Yes. And you can get so focused on the potential problems. This is a, a myth of, we'll call it like a myth of solutions, if you will. But when you start thinking of ideas or you have this desire, maybe you don't know if it's a desire or just a thought or an idea in the back of your head, but you know there's. I'm I'm talking to you. You know (laughs) you have a purpose out there, right? You know you have a calling. And this is officially your sign to just start doing something. And when you start, you don't have to see the finish line. No. And it's actually going to look very much different than... It does when you start anyway, but just start, just take one step further. And that can be anything that could be a fitness goal. That could be a business that could be a relationship. You know, you might not be able to see this finished, beautiful wedding and a family with two kids and a dog and all the, whatever you want, whatever your desire is. But can you see yourself maybe downloading a dating app or going out on a date or telling a friend, Hey, hook me up with your friend, whoever, right. right? That's like the start. So I love what you said about we had to go. We had this timeline. It was a two-week kind of thing. And we were ignorant to the the problems that could pop up, right? But we get so focused on the problems, and that's what this myth is, where you start to dive into this idea, hey, I'm going to take this risk. And you can identify all these things that are going to go wrong. Right. right? They're made up, potentials. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the solution or how things work out, Why don't, we don't let ourselves limit ourselves. Yeah. Why is that?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but I think there has to be some sort of mental shift with it. And Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, like I've been listening to your podcast and it helps me keep on track of, yeah, like, why do we always gravitate towards the negative? And that's been a focus for my personal development really in the last couple of years is just, where am I spending my time and where are my thoughts? in this time like what am i spending time thinking about and what mm-hmm. am i spending time doing and if i am thinking these negative things then my life is going to be a ball of negative things mm-hmm. right Exactly. And so girl. i have, <laughs> yeah, right so i have been spending a lot of time like i've always been a person that kind of can see the good in every situation mm-hmm. so that's a gift that i have yep. right and so now i try to use it for everything did the podcast subscription box end up being everything we thought it would be no It didn't. But you know what it did? It made us get a product done before Mm -hmm. Christmas. And just out. Exactly. It made you start. It made us start. It made us get it out the door way faster than we would have, which gave us two more months of, you know, sales that Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have had. Had we waited until the spring, I was quitting my job by the spring. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think you were saying, you know, we don't envision a lot of, like, good things, right? And sometimes it's because we just don't know. Like, mm-hmm. with this business, I didn't know that this is exactly what I wanted to do. Wow, am I so grateful that I get to sell glitter for a living. Right. It I've somehow... Come up with a way to fund my entire social how do you, life. How
0: do you introduce yourself? Like, hi, I'm Macy. I sell glitter. <laughs>
1: you want to see my hinge profile?
0: Yes. It's like, I actually <laughs> do. I do. After this, we're we're looking at it because honestly, it's it's got to be so funny. It, and it, people are like, "What? You sell glitter?" <laughs> people are
1: like, "What is in your hand in the top picture?" And I'm holding a picture of like charcoal, silvery. Oh Glitter yes. drink. What is it's that?
0: So- I'm telling you, I I mean, this glitter comes in how many colors? 15, Uh, 16. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we always take it out with us and we'll be drinking champagne. It works best with the bubbly drinks or, you know, uh, soda water, you know, for kids or whatever. But everyone stops like, what is that? You know, I take it on trips with me. It's a hit.
1: Yeah. You're a huge supporter, but also I I attracted you. I mean, you're a Mm -hmm. new friend for me and I attracted somebody with a like mind. Mm -hmm. I attracted somebody who is owning their own business you know, uh, somebody who I know is like happy for my successes. Right. Right. And so it all comes together. It's like all full yeah. circle.
0: Right. Honestly. And I felt the same way about you. It's so nice to meet another, you know, young woman who's in our thirties <laughs> On this new entrepreneur career, uh, I don't have like a a business degree. I don't have all this crazy business background, but I have ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to find that support, you know. And in, in the talks that we've had of no, 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 like try this, try this. And when you find that like minded community, or even just a couple people, right. right? It really is a game changer. So think about attracting that. You know, sure you can worry about the haters or the people who are going to criticize you. Or the people who are going to think your product or service or whatever it is, silly or just a naysayer, we'll call it, but focus on the people who are a support system for you because you will find them. You know, we found each other right. very kind of crazy, but the fact that we, we actually live in the same apartment building, but we cross paths and then it several times of- before
1: we really sat down and we're like, Hey, what's up? You know, yeah, how are like, oh, you? Oh wait,
0: you own a company? You're like what? You do
2: too? <laughs> you do too? And, yeah. yeah.
1: You have so much in common. Yeah. Um, It's funny because when I look at this whole situation in hindsight, my boss asked me in the job in insurance, right? In Mm -hmm. Indiana, he said, where do you see yourself in five years? And I always hated that question because Mm -hmm. honestly, I never had an answer for it and not here. Right. And now, (laughs) oh my gosh, I've got so many plans. (laughs) Um, But he said, where do you, where do you see yourself in five years? And in my head, I said, working for myself because, you know, with any job, there's people that you think, okay there's a better way to do this or like man i wish i just worked for myself because i could just make the decision and mm-hmm. then we'd make even more money you know yeah. sometimes i think companies get in their own way but anyway he said where do you see yourself in 5 years i thought to myself mm, working for myself and that was the first day that i pictured myself with friends but they were not my current friends and i was driving a jeep and it was white and i was traveling for my job and that was all that i knew and so I literally woke up every day and thought, I want to work for myself. And almost five years to the date that he asked me that question is when we launched. And I have a white Jeep. I
0: was going to say, I parked right next to your white <laughs> and Jeep. And I have new friends. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, it, you know, and it is it exactly what I pictured? No, but is it 99.9%
0: yeah. what I pictured? You yes. So, and you mentioned a vision board earlier. Yes. And I'll, I have one too, actually, and I'm very big on vision, right? I do vision workshops for companies I do in one-on-one coaching vision is a f- huge foundation. So I would say if you want to just start, right, you have this desire, but you don't really know what it is. Spend some time with yourself. And I don't know how you built your vision board, but I kind of just put one together. I actually, my very first vision board I ever did was I was still working for my nine to five. I was a dental hygienist and I made a digital one and I made it the background of my phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I want to write a book. I want to, at the time it was full-time fitness instructor and all these things. And I showed it to my boss who was super into, you know, I actually owe him a lot of credit. He was super into manifesting and the law of attraction. And he actually had taught me a lot, but I showed him this digital dream board and he was like, wait a minute, there's nothing about dental on there. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, it you're not on. Here. You. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And hey, it worked. Right. Right. I have an actual like physical one hanging up on the back of my bedroom door, And I think it's so important to to just see what ends up on there. Exactly. Right.
1: Yeah. Because it some of those things that end up on there may end up being the new career or yeah. the new relationship or the new goal or passion. And mm-hmm. you know, I did a lot of things in my life that I felt like was um beating that burning desire. Mm-hmm. like when I bought a house it made me very happy I had a really great time fixing it up and decorating it and keeping up with it but then that desire was still there mm-hmm. and then I did the same thing with fitness I wanted to be the best you know I wanted to do the marathon well yeah yeah <laughs> exactly right I wanted to do the mini marathons because I could never do a marathon I decided that's
0: crazy um, it, it was crazy I did them for a couple years and then I just I got into cycling instead. Yeah. But yes, mini
1: marathons are great. (laughs) Yeah. And and competitions at my gym. And, you know, I wanted to do all these things. And I was like, you know, maybe... I could have a career in fitness. Maybe I could do... And you got your... I started. So... The certification. Yeah, yes. I started the certification. I did not finish. Um, but that was when I was just like, okay, look, I got to start somewhere. We mm-hmm. want to own a business and we can sit here till we're blue in the face coming up with ideas. We just got to start. And so I signed up for doing personal training because I figured, hey, that would help me make friends. Plus, I really love to work out. Plus, maybe that's the way my career would go. Yeah, open to it. Exactly. And then... Um, The next thing that I did was I met with a friend and I was like, oh, I just, I don't know what I wanna do. And she said, you know what you should do is I'm really in need of a vendor for you know some like stationary products. I I outsource out of Dallas and Austin and I would love to like have somebody that I use locally and I'll give you enough business. You'll make decent money. I mean, I don't know if you'll quit your job right away. And so I started a website and you know what I thought on that website was, what could I sell on here that would be different than what all these other stationery companies are doing? And I thought to myself,
0: hmm,
1: what if there's like glitter or something that you can put in your drinks?
0: So, what I'm hearing is Sugar Mama Stationery is coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New product launch, spring 2022. <laughs> yes. Let's push that to 2023. Yeah. I know you have a lot going on. <laughs> Amazing, good things coming. She's expecting all these good things to be yes. coming. Yes.
1: Yeah. So that'll come in 2023. But but that's what what happened. And I started, I mean, I haven't paid for an LLC. I paid for the website. I paid for all the things. And it's best money that I've ever thrown down the drain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just started somewhere. I just started taking action steps. You know, another thing that in indie that I wanted to do is I always wanted to take music lessons. And so when I started taking action steps of all the things that I've always wanted to do, is when I decided to move to Houston. I actually had to call and cancel the piano. And I had to call and cancel the lady from coming to my house to teach me how to play the keyboard because I had taken all these action steps
0: and I had decided to move. So you you bring up a good point. The myth of feeling like you have to finish something. Right. Where you are okay with saying, you know what? No, I don't want to play piano. I don't want to be a personal trainer. I don't want to start this stationary company and walking away from it. So. What would you say to someone who is fearful of no? If I start this, I can't change my mind. I have to finish it.
1: Yeah, that is baloney. Do people say that anymore? Baloney. I think. Um, I don't know. But it, you know, you have to be able to look back in retrospect and say, okay, I'm not really supposed to be a fitness instructor. Maybe I will be one day. Who knows? But that was just a step that I took. To move and in was, my life. It was
0: a necessary step. Yes. Some people view their steps as the end game, but really they might not be able to see the end game yet. Right. So just see a step for what it is and don't be afraid to take the next one. Say Yeah. That was what got me going
1: to mm-hmm. do something. Yeah. And then by, you know, buying the website and starting the stationary company, I got as far as building the logo out on the website. And I had the idea to sell glitter on it. Mm-hmm. So I walked away from that. And because I knew as soon as I had the thought, I, I ran to my sister and I said, this is it. And she's like, oh, absolutely. This oh my is gosh. it.
0: But you wouldn't have even gotten to that Sugar Mama Shimmer, like edible glitter, unless you had even backed it up and gotten presented with this stationery opportunity. Right. Like glitter stationery, And then you back it up. You're in Texas. Right. Which the opportunity never would have presented itself to you if you had stayed in Indy. Right. So it's like seeing all these things for little tiny steps, mm-hmm. like little like breadcrumbs in the right direction. Yes. The same way with you have all these skills that you had had acquired through jobs. Right. E- exactly. And little breadcrumbs. And don't be afraid of the breadcrumbs and, and see a breadcrumb for what it is. Hey, you thought it was going to be the whole meal. Nope. Right. Just a crumb. Moving on. Yes. Yeah.
1: And is that to say that I won't ever go finish those things? No putting that limit on yourself, you know, is debilitating. I think that Mm -hmm. that's kind of another trend here is that like no good opportunities when you see them, but also know when to let things go to the wayside. It doesn't mean never. Mm -hmm. It just means not right now because my focus is
0: right here. Right. Right. And let yourself be guided. Right. Where Mm -hmm. I one thing I see in have experienced in, in the past myself is forcing things that are no longer right. a good fit for you because no 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 I set out on this path so I have to complete it mm-hmm. but really you were only meant to be like on this highway for just like two exits girl like right. get off yeah you, know, you exactly. don't have to go the whole way to Austin just go to Memorial yeah um if you're Houstonite yeah Houstonian, Houstonian? yeah <laughs> we are trying our best here I've been here for seven years I don't have an excuse but
1: Yeah. But that's exactly what it is. Like you may be on this highway for just two exits and Mm -hmm. you may just have to take action steps towards anything. A book that I read, I don't know if you've heard of him Jeff Olson, it's called The Slight Edge. And it is a book about making small little deposits Mm -hmm. that will over time break you through. Right. Mm. And so it's not that I think so many times people think that like if they make one change one day that they're going to have a breakthrough in a week. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you make these small deposits every single day and eventually that breakthrough will come. And like you said, I didn't know it was going to be because I moved to Houston and went to lunch and started the website and signed Mm -hmm. up to be a personal fitness trainer, which really has nothing to do with the business, but it was just an action step towards
0: something. Right. Exactly. And you might not even know what that is. You can change your mind. Right. And the fear or this myth that you can't change your mind is completely erroneous because you are basing all your decisions off of who you are in the present, right? Your present self, this is going to get a little weird, but your present self is made up of every past version of yourself. So you are making your present choice based off of versions of you in the past. And then you are projecting that person into the future. And that person might look different, right? They might need to make some change decisions based off of what you thought was going to be right for you. Right. Just have a guide. You don't have to have like the map. Mm-hmm. Have a right. guide. Ooh, I like that. Have a, a guide. And that's what I think a vision board. Going back to that is, I think it serves really great as a reference. You know, start making a vision board. Just see what you put on there. I bet right. I, when I made my last one, actually, I put podcast on there. Right. It's a picture of this microphone, and I think I started the podcast like two weeks later. Yeah. Right? Sometimes they come quick. Yeah. And other other things on there, they won't come for a while, and that's right. fine. And and if I end up peeling something off and replacing it with something else. It's you have okay. to be okay with that, you know? And I think this is one of my favorite sayings, mantras, whatever you want to call it, but very applicable to Sugar Mama Shimmer and, and your whole, you know, last couple of years of your life is I'm going to get what I want or something better. Exactly. But how are you ever going to get to something better if you're not open to it? Right. You know?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. I couldn't have planned a better business for myself. Mm-hmm. And my sister says the same thing. We we talk about this all the time. Wow, we're the luckiest people in the world. We get to sell glitter. Now there are days that I have glitter head to toe, and I'm like, oh, I, have I know. To sell I glitter. found some glitter in my purse the other day. I'm like,
2: <laughs> aren't at glitter? It, Lacey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, but you know, it's like I couldn't
0: have envisioned selling glitter. Right. I'm sure if you had made a dream board when you wanted to leave Ohio, you would not have put a jar of glitter on no. there. No. No. And so, you know, that's taking off what maybe
1: my dream would have been like taking that off because heck yeah, I want to sell glitter. This is fun.
0: Being okay to put something new on there. Exactly.
1: So it doesn't always have to be like, oh, wow, I didn't complete that or oh, wow. It can be like, hey, wait, I'm going to actually put something on top of it because now the vision
0: got better. It got even better. And you, because you're again open to something better, right? Open to a different path and just open to opportunity. Exactly. Yeah oh my gosh, the stationery. I, I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. It, and I thought, ugh, stationery. Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody does that.
0: So I guess that is a good segue into my next question is, how do you know what's for you? How did you know glitter was it and stationery wasn't? So, you know, I don't really know how I knew.
1: We had a very unique idea. And so sometimes when you come across a unique idea, that's probably why it exploded as fast as it did. Mm -hmm. But that shouldn't keep people like you don't have to come up with this like million dollar idea that nobody's thought of. Mm -hmm. I constantly get the question like, how did you come up with this idea and how can I do the same? And I'm like, we came across something that was unique and it it took off, but it doesn't have to be unique. And so my suggestion to anybody who wants to like come up with an idea or anything like that is just do something and do it the way you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Package it the way you think it should be packaged.
0: Market it to the people you should market it to. Right, right. You don't have to recreate the wheel, you know? Right, right. I mean, I'm a life coach starting a life coaching business. Hey, there's a million life coaches out there, right? And this is something that I actually coach entrepreneurs on. Is I guess it's a comparison type mm-hmm. thing or this idea's been done kind it's of saturated. Everybody's yeah, oh, doing this. A saturated market, right? Yes. But no, it's if you choose to look for the comparison, right? You can. But you can also choose to look for what is your unique value proposition, whether you're an individual or a business, right? What makes you unique, right? right. And just run with that. Exactly. Are we the only people
1: doing edible glitter? No. But we're the only people with a pink package and marketing mm-hmm. it to moms. Right. So I, I knew that there was opportunity there because I could see a product, I could see that it needed to be marketed better. Yeah. And I knew exactly who we should do that to. And my sister and I, And and when I say I, I really mean her and I, because we have collectively been together throughout this whole process. We saw a great opportunity and we just knew it in our gut. That's Mm -hmm. another thing is like, Mm -hmm. I I think your intuition, trust your intuition on things. Yeah, And if you have a burning desire, feed into that too. I think that especially as women, we're kind of equipped with all these extra talents. Agreed. Yeah, (laughs) right. And, uh, you know, use those for you. Mm -hmm. Use those to... Find your purpose, find it what
0: it is that is gonna make you tick and what makes you happy. And well, what lights you happy. up? Yeah. What brings that positive emotion? You know, stationary in your case didn't light you up. Yeah. You know, glitter I, did. So you're like, hey, this is a little breadcrumb. Like this is giving me a positive emotion. I'm going to go towards the glitter. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I love when you said like. It exploded because I'm like I just pictured this big glitter glitter explosion. bomb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's like at the bottom of my purse. Yeah, I know. Do not travel with glitter irresponsibly. I was trying to like <laughs> glitter on the airplane. It was yeah, anyway. yeah. So I think too. You know, one last question here is: you know, you quit your job. Your sister has not. What would you say to someone who has this desire, but they feel like the myth that I have to be all or nothing? I have to quit my job to do this, to do this, to do this. Do you think you have to, or can you do what your sister's doing or what's her methodology there?
1: I think sometimes you have to, I mean, to jump into things blindly is just not smart, (laughs) but I think sometimes you have to take a little bit of a chance but be smart about it, mm-hmm. right? And the timing will just work out, I think. You know, you have to kind of trust the process. You kind mm-hmm. of have to trust that, you know, the timing will work itself out. But also look at those fears of if it doesn't work out, what action steps will I have to take? Oh, get a new job?
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm, easy. Assess
0: the risk. You Assess know? the risk. What is it that you want? And then worst case scenario, what does it actually look like? How likely is that to happen? is it workable? If it does, right. you know, don't right. be fearful of a potential negative worst case scenario right? <laughs> to outshine your positive vision of what could happen.
1: Yeah. And you know, the goal is to eventually have my sister working for us mm-hmm. full time and she loves her career and she mm-hmm. loves her job. And there is a time in everyone's life. And I get this question a lot too. Like I I think there is a time where you kind of have to put your head down and march a little bit. You have to do the work. You have to get rid of the people that are not serving you in your life. You have to add the people that are serving you and nurture those. You have to do the work on yourself, you know, and not that my sister needs to do any of these things, but she's just in a point right now where like we can't have her quit her job quite Mm -hmm. yet. Right. But is that absolutely on the vision board and the goal list? Yeah. Yes. Is it sooner than she's probably comfortable with? I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right.
2: We
0: need, we need full staff over here because y'all are just literally glitter bomb exploding, but I I love it. And thank you for sharing all of that. I think a lot of people do have all of these fears. So it's nice to hear somebody talk about them and how you overcame them. And if people want to know more about Sugar Mama Shimmer, like how can they find you?
1: Yeah. So you can shop our website. It is Sugar Mama. That is M-A-M-A M-A-M-A-Shimmer.com. So Sugar Mama shimmer.com. We've got glitter. We've got glitter candles. We've got Sugar Mama jackets. we got all kinds are, of The jackets stuff. are
0: cute. I'm getting me one of those. They're for sure. super cute. Yeah. Um, and you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're at Sugar Mama Shimmer. And you have uh, a lot of these recipes and everything, too, for fun drinks and holiday drinks.
1: Yeah, my sister's made some really fun videos and has come up with a lot of, like, fun little kitty cocktails and mocktails and Perfect for parties. Yeah. New Year's is coming up. Yeah, we try to make it a fun environment. You know, we came into a season where things were not so fun, and we want to bring the joy and the fun and the sparkle to everybody's lives. I love it.
0: Well, I think everybody here needs a little bit of sparkle and a little bit of joy. So be sure to check out Sugar Mama Shimmer. For sure, you will not regret it, and um, just thank you again for sharing thank your you. your wisdom with this us. Is so fun! I know I, so you you have to come on the the show again for sure. And I think if I've learned anything from this, it's just start, just start somewhere, just start somewhere. It's okay if you go in a different direction. It's okay if you make mistakes. If it's not perfect yet, but just start. start. Yes. You heard her. So, uh, Lacey and I both believe that you can create your life. You know, we're, we're both doing it. We believe that you can create your fate. To connect with more thoughts and inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Let's Create Your Fate or online at Let's Create Your Fate.com. And if you love this episode, please, please, please subscribe, write a review, go visit Sugar Shimmer.com and uh, get some sparkle in your life. So, that's all I have for you today. But if we could leave you with just one thing, it is this expect good, good things. things. Always. Always. (laughs) And they will happen. Thanks for joining us today, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.